Hey, Dr. Mike here. Are anti-nutrients the bizarro form of regular nutrients? Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Foreverish. Uh, Dr. Crystal, we're talking about anti-nutrients. What? Come on, that's confused. Anti-nutrients. I'm, I'm, I don't like that name, Dr. Mike. I, you I know. I don't. I really have a problem with it. Yeah. And, and now that we've, we've researched this a little bit and we did a live show, um, you can check out at lifeextension.com. Um, I, 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 get, I get where it's coming from, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I, st- I, I still over, overall don't like it. So as we go through this, maybe the audience that's listening here will kind of understand what we're saying. So anti-nutrients, let me, let me just, I'm going to try to just summarize it. Okay. And then, you, and then if you don't like it, you can summarize it. Okay. Anti-nutrients <laughs> are natural compounds. Mm-hmm. I sounded Texas there. <laughs> Texas? Nat- natural compounds. Um, Should but, you tell them that you're from Texas? Oh, I'm from yeah. Texas. That's, yeah. yeah. I hide my accent. Um, are natural compounds just found normal in, in plant-based sources? vegetables and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That if you don't cook things right, they can get in the way of the overall nutrition of the food. I think that was great, Dr. Mike. Um, and what's unfortunate about this whole thing and why we're talking about it is if you were to Google things like nuts, beans, legumes, that you're seeing this anti-nutrient term all over the place like with popping up when you're certain doing this. people yeah. saying you need to avoid no. these foods. No, see, that's where, no, we're not, that's not what this show's about. No, and so we're clearing it up yeah. once and for all, Dr. Mike. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to overall say, we're going to look at, was it the top six? Or top, six, yeah, six, six most six. common, mm-hmm. whatever, um, anti-nutrients. And, and our goal is not to say don't eat these food sources because they're all wonderful. The goal is let's show you how maybe to cook it, prepare it so that you can eat it. Right. That's what we're going to do. Um, so let's just dive right into this. Uh, again, uh, six common anti-nutrients trending on Google. Um, the first one has to do with your thyroid gland, right? Yes. And they are called goitrogens. Goitrogens. Hannah, and- you want to say it? you know this has reached the conventional community as well as the more alternative integrative health community it it comes across my way more often people with thyroid issues and we know Mm -hmm. lots of people are dealing with thyroid more of the subclinical they don't even know it thyroid really. yeah. concerns right or the that they actually have have been diagnosed with hypothyroidism and they are being told sometimes by their nutritionist to avoid cruciferous vegetables which is one of the which which is crazy right because cruciferous vegetables one of the most nutrition um, classes of vegetables you can eat, period. Right, and those are things like, you know, we can do a roundup here. Kale, Cabbage. broccoli, cauliflower. Oh, you're going too fast. Sorry! <laughs> Russell sprouts. <laughs> I think, uh, I think everybody, everybody knows, I mean, uh, broccoli, cauliflower for sure, everybody knows that. Those are the big yeah, ones. Yeah. Um, especially d- during, like, Thanksgiving, we just came out of that Brussels sprouts. Yum. That's a little, oh, I love it, love mm-hmm. it, love it. So we don't, I mean, those things are so good. Anti-cancer pro- properties, anti-inflammatory properties, great polyphenols. I mean, it's so good. Need All, for detox. Across the board is good for you. One of the, the most important 
uh, nutritional components uh, that you find in these cruciferous vegetables um, that you need in your body. And so they are called goitrogens or they contain goitrogens Mm -hmm. because they can inhibit iodine uptake in the thyroid, which can lead to a goiter. Yeah. So so official definition. Mm-hmm. Agents that interfere with thyroid function thus increase the risk of goiter and other thyroid diseases. Yeah. Yeah. Now, goiter, that's when your thyroid gets real big. Uh, you're not making enough hormones, so the, 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 the thyroid gland says, hey, I got to get bigger to pump more out. I mean, at the end of the mm-hmm. day, that's what that is. Usually linked to iodine deficiencies and stuff like right. that. Right. Um, and so, so the answer for a lot of nutrition is for people with thyroid, we don't eat cruciferous vegetables. No. I, no. You would never recommend that. I would never. I would suggest, number one, make sure you are receiving adequate amounts of iodine. Number one, right there. Yeah. Number one. Even if, even if it has to be a supplement. Thank you. Even mm-hmm. if it has to be a supplement, you can't depend on iodized salt. We know that. Oh, uh, that's good. That's just good for, like, put it on snow and ice so you don't slip. <laughs> It's really not. Well, I don't know about that. I live in Florida. but well, I do too. <laughs> but we know that the, I first of all, the amount of, of salt you would have to consume to get that iodine. So then the other thing <laughs> is right. maybe get more seaweed in your diet, more kelp, more seafood, you know, a couple times a week, some right. shrimp that's going to give you iodine. Um, and, and if you do have truly have a thyroid issue, make sure you are cooking your cruciferous vegetables. Yeah, avoid the raw right. thing, right? That's I know with the raw diet people, raw broccoli is huge, raw collard. All, all of these things we've mentioned are, are huge raw. Probably not your best bet. Right. Go ahead and cook it, mm-hmm. right? Go ahead and cook it. Make sure you get enough iodine. Eat your cruciferous vegetables. That's Please. anti-nutrient number one, the groitogens. Let's go to number two, lectins. Now, lectins, we've, we've talked about. Lectins have been all over the place for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, these are a family of proteins that um, can bind carbohydrates. And ultimately, what could happen is cause some GI stomach stuff, right? Right. Uh, increased intestinal permeability, potentially inflammation, overactivation of the immune system. It, or those are yeah. kind of the key uh, central areas of focus that people who are saying eliminate the lectins. Yeah, yeah. That that's what they're dealing with. And you know, Doctor Mike, this is one I have to say I kind of can get on board <laughs> with. The more I look into it, the yeah. more I say, okay, these lectins, there may be something to it. Um, I have a colleague that th- they've removed lectins. They feel like you told they, me that before. Yeah, they feel so much better with just their overall like allergies and just their overall well, inflammation. Okay, but when you look when you look at the, the sources of lectins, though, this is a t- it's tough, right? Legumes, legumes, are just as great as cruciferous vegetables. Yeah, that's most of your beans and stuff like that. Um, seeds, nuts, lots of fruits. I yes. mean, you're talking about eliminating a lot of good stuff. So, Yes, <laughs> which can be very challenging when you're trying to plan a, a dinner party with your friends that's trying to avoid lectins. Uh, but the easy part with that is to make sure this is one case, Dr. Mike, where canned beans win. Okay, I can see that because one of the things you taught me was to avoid lectins like in beans is you got to soak it really well and not like that 15-minute soak. 
Like you, what did you say? You're like the way your grandma did it overnight. overnight. Yeah. Overnight soak. And a lot of and people aren't doing that. People aren't doing that. So yeah, and it's unfortunately it's the people. Maybe they're trying to be a little bit healthier, avoiding the canned version. So they're buying the fresh. Uh, kidney beans, maybe they want to make a chili. You have to cook those, Think, soak yeah. them, and, and then cook, cook them, down, them cook really down. well. Yeah. The uh, the pressure cooker is a great cooking uh, technique to help to get rid of the lectins. Yeah. I say I say go fresh and just soak overnight. Yeah. So you got to plan a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not that hard. You literally put the beans in a bowl, put water in it, put it in the fridge. Or do you keep it out of the fridge or put it in the fridge? No, I keep it on the counter. On the counter, yeah, for a whole. Hopefully, overnight. that's the right way. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe someone can look that up. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how my my mom, my grandma, my aunt. My, that, my, that's yeah. how we do it. We just keep them on the counter. I don't remember in that. the water. My grandma did soak. She was. I mean, that from the old country. They they didn't have canned. Everything was fresh. Imagine mm-hmm. that, and they lived long. Um, and. Uh, not it, I'm not not to say cans are always bad. I'm not saying that, but um, I, I don't know how she soaked, but she did soak. Yes. So 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 the best way to handle this again, you know, and you're saying for certain people that are really sensitive, maybe that is best to avoid. That's fine. But for the vast majority of people, just soaking, cooking properly, especially the beans, cooking them down, mm-hmm. should be okay. Yes. All right. Let's go on to number three: phytates. Yes. Or phytates. How do you say it? Phytates. I say phytates. Mm-hmm. I agree. We win. Yay. <laughs> These are also found in legumes. So, and, and I would note this includes peanuts, cereal grains, um, the outer layer. So it's yeah. kind of that fibrous layer which, which, of the cereal grain. Which in the live show, you said something really funny. You said, it, which means if you're eating those processed cereal foods, you don't need to worry about phytates. Because those things are so stripped of everything, it is down to pure sugar. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but they're also found in quinoa, nuts, seeds, and they may inhibit proper absorption of minerals, in yeah. particular zinc. Yeah, zinc. Um, this is a problem, Dr. Mike, in, in developing countries where they rely on grains and legumes. The, this is the main staple. It's the main staple. staple, yeah, yep, for sure. And, and so... In those individuals, you kind of do have to take a step back to make sure, you know, it, they're cooking it properly and you are cooking it properly. Yeah. So we're soaking too, right? All these things, like the legumes should be soaked. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, the, I don't think people soak grains and stuff like that. Uh, but I guess it's really just cooking it down, getting it. Don't, don't, don't go undercooked with these things. You want to really cook them. Yes. Right? At the end mm-hmm. of the day. That's going to get rid of um, the phytates, and that's going to allow your body to keep more minerals. Yeah. And, and the other thing, and we, we hear this, Dr. Mike, with vitamin C helping with iron absorption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same concept. So maybe pairing some vitamin mm. C foods with your grains, with your beans may help to, to push to some improve. of those minerals in, right? Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, let's go to number four, oxalates. Now, the minutes, most people, the minute they hear, well, I don't know. I do, do most people know oxalates, but I think um, if you've ever had a kidney stone, you know what it is. Right, those calcium <laughs> oxalate uh, stones made up of uh, calcium oxalates. Yes, they Potentially may increase uh, kidney stone formation, may interfere with calcium absorption. Uh, you hear this. We talked about this, Dr. Mike, on our uh, show with mm. calcium, right? And we talked about calcium the and the food, 
forms of calcium, yeah. plant-based forms of calcium versus yeah. the calcium that you may find just like your regular rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did. Calcium from the sea. Yeah. And like the idea that maybe there are these components in the food forms of calcium that Blocky, may inhibit yeah. some of the absorption. Yeah. So now and it's oxalate, come oxalates are one of those. Full circle. Yeah, yeah, just real quick for the audience. Organic oxalates are organic acids that form insoluble salts with minerals. So in, and when, you, when you see salt, all right there that tells you is oxalates are going to be able to take these minerals and bring them out of solution, out mm-hmm. of the, the watery part of your body, and they, they, become, they become solid. And that's where stones and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. may may occur. So, I mean, to me, if, if, if these are salts forming and they're coming out of the water, anything that has oxalates, cook it in water. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> right? <laughs> cook it in water. Get the water back in. Okay, so you, you were a star student in your chemistry classes? I loved chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I enjoyed it. Yeah, so wet processing methods, boiling, steaming. During oh, our live show, we showed a, a a graphic where what stood out to me is the difference between the reduction in oxalates between boiling and steaming yeah. of spinach. Yep. Boiling, you can reduce it by 87%. Steaming, about 42%. Right. So they're, they're, And spinach is the big one. That's yes. when most people know. Mm-hmm. Swiss chard. Right, mm-hmm. beet greens, which I don't. We talk. I didn't. We not, We still don't know what beet greens are. I have some beet greens with me. What, <laughs> what are they? There, they're they're here in the studio. The greens from the beets. It's like the like sprouted buy, part of it, right? Ah, sprouted beet greens. So the beets are in the ground. They're root vegetable, right? Yes. But yes, I get the, it. Now. Coming out of the ground are yes. your the leaves, the greens, and the beetroot. And then rhubarb, you know, that's my grandma's big pie, mm-hmm. rhubarb pie from uh, Greece. Um, sweet potatoes, potatoes, all of these are going to have oxalate, so cook in water. Lots of water, bring those salts down, and you just showed boiling versus steaming. Boiling is much better. Yeah, so your sweet potato, boil them if you're making a sweet potato dish versus baking. Yeah. yeah. You know what's funny about sweet potatoes? I love, I love a sweet potato casserole. But I can only I only need it once a year during Thanksgiving. Like I don't want I don't really crave I'd rather just have the whole sweet potato. Like a baked yes, potato. Yes. Yeah. But I do like the kids. We good. finally finished up our twelve pounds of sweet potatoes. <laughs> wait, wait. I cooked I the forgot. last of them on Monday. Oh my god that you you had you somehow your husband made a mistake on what one of those delivery right services. Before, right. And so just a note pounds. to all of you. They will last over a month. That that was a long time ago. <laughs> they were right there on our counter. So you guys, you guys are done up. with sweet potatoes. We're finally done. Yeah, maybe take a break if for a while. If you were wondering, our listeners. Yeah, you take a break <laughs> for a while. Let's go on to our anti-nutrient number five, saponins or saponins. Mm-hmm. How do you say it? I say uh, saponins. I, yeah, saponins. Yeah. Okay. Um, these are form or oh, I'm sorry. Let me start over. These are foam-like soapy like uh, compounds that are found in plants so sometimes when you're washing mm-hmm. your plants specifically like um, quinoa legumes spinach you there's that yeah you get like a what's why it's like a, it's is like it a, forming a sud sud yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's what those that's what those are right yes and and when i think of this i primarily think of quinoa as being kind of that main food 
that would contain these. They can inhibit digestive enzymes, cause indigestion, limit nutrient absorption. Um, and this one is pretty straightforward. Same thing. Uh, cooking, soaking, fermenting. Mm-hmm. And you and you have you have a fermenting kit. I do because that's really the only way to ferment, right? There's we we talked about there's like there's quick pickling, and now people are coming up with quick fermentation things. Yes, we don't really know. Quick pickling's probably okay, but fermentation needs just to be good old fashioned fermentation. I like I like to let the bacteria because the the vegetables naturally contain bacteria. Yeah, and. And so that bacteria starts kind of working with the sugar, and, and For, we're, we're one of the start few making that vinegar. We're one of the few cultures that d- don't eat a lot of fermented foods. Yes, most most cultures eat a lot of fermented foods. And but the beautiful thing is the fermentation process. That bacteria starts making enzymes that will help you to digest some yeah. of these foods. Yeah, kind of countering some of the anti nutrients. Ah! Yeah, there you go. That's why it works. Okay. Number six <laughs> is the tannins. Now, tannins um, are polyphenols that kind of give foods and like wine and drinks and stuff a uh, bitter type flavoring, right? Yeah, I like a good tart. I, I, I do. Tart, bitter wine. I, I like think I'd wine. like tannins. I, I want the tannins. I yeah. want it bold. I think that's what. Yes, that like if bold you're looking for a flavor, wine. I'd rather mm-hmm. have that than sweet for sure on wine. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, tell so tannins. Um, we just found in, in in grapes where you get wine, obviously coffee, tea, uh, chocolate, berries. I mean, it just it, it's, they're found almost everywhere. Yes, responsible for those dark colors that right. you would see. They may decrease iron absorption um, and storage when consumed in isolation. Yeah. Okay, so meaning, meaning, what does that mean in isolation? Like, meaning, if you're consuming concentrated sources, like let's say you have a tea, do you know if you're steeping a tea, there's only like you're only supposed to steep it for a couple minutes, two, three minutes. Mm-hmm. Some people leave that tea bag in there for a long it. time. I leave it where I drink it. Right. You're not supposed to do that. No, that's why your tea is sometimes so. Bitter and yeah. strong. So I some like people it. like that. I, I do. But that's that's now you're getting a, a concentrated source of the tannins, and um, that and that may may be in interfering with my iron. Yes. Well, we don't want that. So you have the remedy. Um, you know, just kind of. Well, you you mentioned. I'm not sure what you mean by um, in between. Like, what do you mean by? If you have low iron stores, it says something in between meals. Right. So away from your meals. So if okay. between breakfast and lunch, that's not what, with That's the when meal. you would have your tea. Correct. Your coffee. Which mm-hmm. is weird because most like with wine, most people have wine with their food. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of, we're not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> so there are, so there you go. Six anti-nutrients. And again, we're not, we're not fans of the, of the word. You know, these are natural compounds, right? Especially those tannins. Those are polyphenol, yes, antioxidants. Those are good, actually, for you. And so we don't, you know, if you if you start searching this out or if you're searching certain food sources and you see if something pop up, someone's blog about don't eat that, anti-nutrient, be careful with that, right? Yes. We, we think these are good foods. It, it's it, I just, in 99% of the cases, I would never tell people to stop eating this stuff. Right. Right. Like you mentioned, there might be some sensitive individuals. Most people, come on, eat your cruciferous vegetables. Eat your legumes. Get your spinach going. Right. Please. Yeah. (laughs) Just 
um, store correctly, prepare correctly, like, um, uh, what did we just say, soaking, soaking, especially the beans, legumes, and just cook right, cook properly. That's right. So hopefully this helped you out, helped uh, to clear up some of the confusion we have, out um, there. Uh, we have a, a nice little place you can go. It's called lifeextension.com slash wellness. And there are just a ton ton of blogs covering foods and recipes. So check that out, lifeextension.com slash wellness. And then don't forget, liveforeverish.com. The one-two punch. Well, you got the one-two. You never do it with me. One-two punch. Yeah. Um, put, in your, put in your email. <laughs> You kind of did three, but put in your email and uh, you join the uh, Live Foreverish family. And then you can, right below that, select your favorite place to listen to podcasts. Yes. LiveForeverish.com. Ton, ton, we're well, I mean, we're, I don't even know how many episodes now. Approaching 350, 375. Yes, I was going to say over over 300. De- yes. Way over 300 by now. Mm-hmm. Um, so check it out. When you do, download an episode. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to comment. Share, and then, of course, do the one-two punch. Subscribe. All right, that's liveforeverish.com. I want to thank you for listening. I'm Dr. Mike. Take care.